Hello and welcome back to the Draft Talk podcast. That's right, we are back. Your favourite draft podcast is back. We had a little uh, well-deserved summer break, uh, if you can use the word summer. Um, but yes, we're back with you all. True, true. <laughs> but yeah, we are back as ever. I'm your host, Brian, and I have two of my three Draft Talk amigos with us today. Stu and Owen, how are we doing, guys? Yeah, we're fast approaching the season. Um been an interesting off season as well, kind of catching up with what's been happening with the with the rookies and thinking about the the season ahead as well. But glad to be back chatting with my favourite guys. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? We didn't do anything uh, post draft really, just because of everything that's been uh, going on with life. But we're we're back to it now. We'll go through some rookies and then we'll get through some prospects as well. Absolutely, yes, we've. Uh... We've got a fair bit to talk about. We are we are entering our fourth season. That's right, the big contract year. So we we uh, we can't mess it up. <laughs> but yes, as uh, as the guys have alluded there, we're going to look at this this year's rookie class, see who's uh, who's been impressing so far in preseason training camps, etc., and who we're looking forward to seeing. Um, Stu, as you're the only person unmuted. Oh, you've just muted. How dare you? I'll let you go first. Who have you been? Uh, who have you got your eye on so far? Yeah, so one of the players um, that's caught my eye, particularly in the off-season, has been uh, rookie wide receiver Rasheed Rice. Um, he started kind of slowly um, in the off-season, but he seems to have got a little bit of a connection with Patrick Mahomes that started to maybe develop. I think that there's a lot of... Um, who knows what's kind of happening with the... Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver room. They've got no, for me, clear number one in that unit. Anybody who's plays with Patrick Mahomes is going to be going to be good. But I think Rasheed Rice has started to maybe make a bit of a claim that he's somebody who might have a bit of a role to play as a rookie um, this offseason. We've seen like, the likes of Kadarius Tony been taken in and he's been injured and We've got Sky Moore, who I think is someone who will will step up, but they've lost some wide receivers this past offseason as well. Um, he's had a couple of catches that have been over twenty five yards in the offseason and and whatnot, and he's looked he's looked decent in the bits that I've seen of him. So he's someone looking forward to see how he gets on in the offseason. Yeah, you have to think outside of Travis Kelsey, there's no real number one in that in that group, and there's going to be a bunch of guys scattered about who are going to have to step up, I guess, but we've seen the Chiefs do it before and we expect them to be absolutely fine. Um, Marcus valdez Scanlon's there as well, isn't he? So is it just, there's just a bunch of guys we're yet to see someone emerge in that group and why not Rashid Rice? Yeah, I mean, as I say, Kelsey is that number one target. The rest of the wide receivers, it's whoever steps up is, is going to have a, have a chance of getting a big role in that offense when you say the, the majority of that targets and touchdowns are going to come from Kelsey. Still, he didn't show any signs of slowing down. Um, yeah, Mahomes has got to throw the ball to someone. A couple of other receivers hanging about that we should probably touch on. One of them that's really impressed me in in preseason is Tank Dell, who seems to have emerged as as the favourite target for CJ Stroud, assuming that he's going to be the number one there in, in Houston. Um, and really, I think he's he's something that that the Texans can get really excited about. Pick number sixty nine in the draft. 
be. And, uh, and he's just being pure electric. And he's it, it's just going to offer something that no one else in that in that room offers. He's going to get bums on seats and then back out of them because he's just been terrific in preseason. He had that, uh, that the catch in the first preseason game that, that was just awesome. He was, he was injured for the second game. We've yet, yet to see what he'll do in the third. But if we expect uh, CJ Stroud to, to be the starter, then it seems that his go-to weapon will be Tank Dell. Yeah, again, we're talking about a team that doesn't have a clear-cut number one target. Probably their best receiver was Brandon Cooks, and he's now mm-hmm. out the building. Um, Nico Collins is a guy, but he's more of a, a big, big-bodied catch type kind of guy. And we don't know what's going to happen with John Mechie as yet. Another guy who, although it's not his rookie year, it's going to be his first year of playing in the NFL. So there again, it's another team where there's where there's targets available, and if someone can make themselves stand out, that um, yeah, why not Tank Dell? Yeah, he's been the go-to guy so far. There's no reason why uh, why that won't continue. While we're on the uh, the theme of tanks, Tank Bigsby's mm-hmm. another one. I almost did a Brian there, just smoothly sliding into the next one. That's but Tank, 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 Big, Tank Bigsby um, at, at Jacksonville, as someone who's impressed in the off-season, they seem to really like him and he's been fed the ball quite a lot. Um, they obviously do have Travis Etienne, but he is a different type of player from, from Tank Bigsby, um, much more of a, a slippery running back who receives the ball well. Tank Bigsby's going to offer a bit more of a of a power running game and... Um, and he was a player that I liked particularly coming into the draft. He seems to, you know, he's not going to be, he's, he's going to be the number two, but I think he's going to get a decent volume of, of carries uh, next season. And he might be someone else to watch out for in his rookie year. Yeah, he's a player that I think all of us ended up liking. He was number six for me, just looking back at the the rankings. So I think we all, all really liked him, MJ included. Uh, and yeah, he's just going to offer something completely different to, um, to what Travis uh, Etienne already does. So I think they'll complement each other quite nicely. They've got something going down there in Jacksonville and be interesting to see what they can do, whether they can kick on. They seem a shoe in for the South there, don't they? So whether they can push on in the in the playoffs, uh, we'll see. But yeah, I like what they're doing down there in Jacksonville. Have you any more tanks for us, Stu? Are you all... Um, I think that's, uh, that, that's my tank tank. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, there's probably there probably is someone kicking else around there called Tank that we can dredge up somewhere's nickname Tank, but those those two are the uh, the main guys who've been been doing the stuff so far. Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll come back to you, Stu. Um, we had a as usual a pretty good offensive line class. I know that's your uh, that's your favourite. Anyone stood out so far from what you've seen? I think it's. He really, says no. Yeah, I think it's a really difficult <laughs> thing to stand out yeah. in in preseason. Um, for the, the the linemen, I think the guys here at the top end are, are are kind of set where they're going to be. A lot of the guys who are playing in these games are guys trying to fight for roster spots, and it's been difficult for anyone to really stand out. Particularly often they're playing against maybe not the first line defensive guys as well. They maybe haven't gelled properly. So I think probably you, you're looking almost to the mid of the first season, I think, before you can really decide how well an offensive lineman is is taking over. Um, I think that there is some of the guys that are probably, who are rookies, are probably going to make a case to be the starters in the team. I think often John Michael Schmitz, obviously, I think in, in New York Giants is 
one of these guys who I think is now probably going to be the starter there at centre. Um, again, Jacksonville, Anton Harrison's looked really good in the snaps that he's played, and I think that he probably will start as the tackle for Jacksonville as well, particularly with Cam Robinson being out. Um, but I think it is a hard time for, for offensive linemen. I think they're a position they do take a bit of time to get acclimatised in general to the NFL. Um, but so, so not not really going to sing anyway. I think it's often skilled players, isn't it, at this time of year that, that we find that make the headlines. Yeah, someone who's really impressed in, in pre-season compared to where he was drafted as well is Dewan Jones. Who who's done really well? We saw him in the uh, the Hall of Fame game where he he played every single snap in that and was was very impressive. I don't think he gave up a, a sack or a pressure. He, he's probably going to be the number two guy um, who they got their right tackle. Jack Conklin's there at right mm. tackle. So, oh, but but he has he he was uh, the fourth round pick, hundred and eleven, and how he got that far. Um, really I really like. I, I mean, I I really like Dewan Jones. I had him in yeah. my top five. I think I was the only one who did. Um, and mm-hmm. I was, I I thought he was going to go higher than what I was even predicting. And I was really shocked that he fell. I I don't know. Was it the athletic concerns at his size? Maybe he was was what it was. But yeah, he did look good in that game. Yeah, I think there was there some character concerns of some. Some there was point, something, I, I, yeah, there, there, was, there, there, was, there was something there that wasn't quite right. But he was being mocked in in first round mock drafts, uh, and. You know, for his his size, you can absolutely see why. And probably what happened to Mackay Becton in terms of someone who's who's huge um, size ended up bothering them. That that probably hurt Dewan Jones as well. But he has been very impressive and looks like if he can get on the field, looks like he could he could be a really good pickup. One guy that I think I want to mention as well, and I think it's just going to be an absolute nightmare and a problem for teams is. Jack Campbell, um, Detroit linebacker. He ended up going, I think it was 18 that Detroit picked him at, um, somewhere around that late teens. I think he's just shown what kind of a player he's going to be at the next level. He's been all over the place when you've seen him in scrimmage and the in the snaps that he's got in the preseason games as well. He's just going to be a, a nightmare, I think. I think he's going to become a really good player. And might be an outsider for for defensive rookie of the year as well for me. I think it's um it's not a clear cut by any stretch of imagination. It is difficult for a linebacker to win that award, but he's a guy who's going to get enough stats that they seem to like for these things. He's going to tackle a load. He's going to get enough sacks and interceptions as well. And I think that he would be someone I'd be really interested to see injury permitting how his how his rookie season goes. Yeah, linebackers often get get left out of these discussions, don't they? But I had a linebacker written down as well, and that's Ivan Pace from the Minnesota Vikings, who who went undrafted. He was my number seven linebacker, and he went undrafted, probably he because is of fun. his size. But he is an unbelievable blitzer. Turn on his college tape; he is all over the ball. He was at the Senior Bowl, just lighting up. He was doing drills against running backs, and they just couldn't get near him. The only um, running back who could was Roshan Johnson who ended up going to the Bears but he's had a really really impressive preseason so much so that Kevin O'Connell the head coach there in Minnesota has hinted that he could potentially become the starter there so he's he's done something done something right there and a lot of teams have missed on him because going undrafted for a player of Ivan Pace's calibre uh, was a travesty really because he was much better than that. 
yeah, he's he's just fun, and I think um, I think Brian Flores is a defensive coordinator now, isn't he in in Minnesota? Mm. And yeah. um, he he'll be a, a fun player for him to to use, particularly with that blitzing ability. He's he's lightning off the off the snap, and he's going to tackles are not going to be quick enough to get round to him. And if he's as you say, if you've got running backs and pass protection. Good luck trying to deal with him as well. There, he's he's a he's, he's a small guy. I think he's only about two twenty five, two thirty. He's not the traditional size for a linebacker, but he's you're not going to have him line up run run defense. But yeah, he's he's, he's a great blitzer. Yeah, could be a really fun room there. So we've got Brian Os- So we could potentially, but there's, there's, there could be a fun group there. So yeah, I, I, Ivan Pace, watch out for him during the season because it seems like he's going to make the team, which is obviously unusual for an undrafted free agent, could, could even become the starter. Um, and kind of on that linebacker pass rush, you tweeted out wine as well, Nick Herbig, mm. um, Pittsburgh Steelers, they seem to have got another one, don't they? You have these guys that um, they've got Highsmith now as well. They've obviously got TJ Watt, who's a superstar, but Nick Herberg, a guy who I think we talked about him kind of in the draft process as well. Did he go yeah. fourth round? I think he went eventually. He's he's not got the prototypical kind of dimensions, and I think that's maybe what's held him back a little bit in this draft prospect as well. But again, he's another one who who knows what he's doing when he's rushing the passer. He has a he has a plan, his ability to get around the outside, and he's he's looked fun for a, a team that I think is going to do better than people are predicting in Pittsburgh. Yeah, the team that always do well, they'll be over 500, doesn't matter, they could roll anyone out there, they'll be over 500, so yeah, I think they'll be good. But yeah, Nick Herbert, he's not. He's going to be a stand-up rusher and he's probably going to be a, a designated pass rusher in that sense, but he gets off the snap really quickly and you'd, you'd like to think he's going to get a fair few sacks and put up some nice, nice stats when he's actually on the field. Um, I think originally he was listed as a linebacker and he was probably evaluated by some as a linebacker. just didn't work out he was always going to be an edge player um just instinctive so yeah i, I like that shout out uh Stu. when he's on the field i think he's going to be really impressive and what, what a room to learn behind as well yeah i mean they've got they've got people who know what they're doing already and he's just then that next guy up potentially in a couple of years you know do they give highsmith a big contract don't know yeah potentially then phase him out and they've got they've got someone ready waiting in the wings to kind of step into that role yeah Interesting name, still on the defensive side on the ball that I wanted to bring up. I didn't think you would there, Stu. So, well, is is Cam Smith from the Dolphins? But yeah, well, we were all sat together, and I think we all collectively went, "What the hell have the Dolphins picked him for?" Because they've already got a really good cornerback room. They had uh, Xavier Howard traded for Jalen Ramsey. Kade Kohu had a really good season as an undrafted free agent. Um, Nick uh, Needham was still there as well. I think, what did they need Cam Smith for? What they could have done something else. But then Jalen Ramsey goes down and looks like he's going to be out until late December. Uh, and now Cam Smith has to step up. Step up. So I think there's an opportunity there for him for him to take, and he could be one that, that could actually have a really good season now that he's going to see the field. Yeah, I think it has slightly limited the Dolphins in some way um, that Jalen Ramsey is going to be out. But I think it's going to have a, a more settled backfield um defensive back situation sorry um because Jalen Ramsey was going to be that chess piece that they move around depending on match play situation he was going to play slot he's going to play outside there was talk he was going to play safety in some games 
and that's kind of gone for now. So these guys are going to have their their, their niche role, and I think um, Camps is probably going to play more on the outside. Um, so I think he's got a good chance to to lay down a claim for that role moving forward. What have you thought of the quarterbacks? What have I thought of the quarterbacks? Should we just go just through them? Yeah, just because we're going um, to speak about it. We'll start with Bryce Young. And my my instinct is that there's potential that he could actually get killed behind that offensive line <laughs> because he's in, he's been in serious danger when he's been playing in preseason, and he's going to be playing in the third preseason game as well to try and get some continuity. But uh, I looked at some stats before um, because I saw some some tweets with the stats weeks ago and I thought, you know what, they were really good. I'm going to bring them up. And in the first preseason game, he was pressured on 30% of his dropbacks. And in the second, he was pressured on 47% of his dropbacks. That's, it's worrying. It's worrying. Uh, it, uh, Ikema Kwanu was drafted and was number six overall two seasons ago. He he has been worrying at left tackle. He's been... Ike's looked really... He struggled. Yeah, whether it, it looks like some communication problems as well, where he just doesn't look on the same page as the rest of the offensive line and the quarterback. And there's just a bunch of spots, especially on the interior, that are still up for grabs. So I am a little bit worried for Bryce Young. Um, we all thought that the, the Panthers would be good. They've put together a really good staff, but unless you can protect Bryce Young at his size and what he can do, that then really he he may struggle. He's he's going to be creative. He can do all that, but unless he's got a consistent offensive line in front of him, I, I do worry. And I think the South, the, the NFC South, will be more competitive than people think. There might not be a team that stands out thinking, "Oh my God, they're great," but everyone's going to be quite closely matched in that division. Uh, and so that, that worries me a bit. Yeah. And I, I do worry as well at, at that size, you know, how many hits can he take? I mean, he's not, he he's elusive, but he's not a Kyler Murray. He's not a Lamar Jackson. He doesn't have mm-hmm. that. I'm just going to outrun everybody ability. And he's got such a slight frame, you know, the guys are not going absolute full tilt either in preseason, you know, when he comes up in a first game and he's going to, I don't know, a big, a uh, 280 pound outside linebacker slash defensive end, it, it might get scary in a hurry for him. So they really need to sort that out very quickly. Yeah. The one player that I, um, CJ Stroud, I think he struggled in his first game. I watched bits of that game against New England. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a, a great start. But he played much better. I can't, who did they play in the second game? I've, I've forgotten who it was. But I remember he, he, he played better. And there was signs that he was kind of knowing a bit more about what was happening around him and things as well. And of the yeah, rookies, I played the Dolphins. Yeah, there was a. How did I forget that? Yeah, of course it was the Dolphins, and they actually mullered them. Um, but uh, yeah, CJ Stroud, I think of all the rookies, might have a chance to have the best year. Um, I think he's probably looked more accomplished and more understanding of what's what's happening. Um, because of what the situation in front of Bryce Young, I think that Stroud is probably the one I think is going to have a more comfortable, maybe you could say playing in Houston, which are not a great side, um, start to start his rookie year, I, I think. But it's difficult to say with these guys. Yeah, but if you take away those first couple of drives in this first preseason game, I think he's actually looked quite confident, quite assured of himself. Uh, I do 
do like what what I've seen from from Shroud. He should be the starter. We're all expecting it's not been announced, but we're all expecting it to happen. There's still a lot of work to do uh, for the Texans, but it seems at the moment that they you know they've put some things in place for for this to be heading in the right direction. It's going to need some time. But but yeah, I think CJ Shroud looks like he's going to be able to 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 man the offense really nicely. We spoke about Tank Dell before. Uh, he, he marshaled them actually quite well. So uh, I suppose you're, you're glad that if he's going to have any hiccups in his first game, that that's been that's what you've got preseason for. That they've kind of got out of the way. He's going to have some nerves in this first proper NFL game. That's always going to happen. But he looks like he's going to be able to cope with it. And I think he has got a bit more of that protection potentially. Um, they've got a mm. good tackle duo. I mean, Laramie Tunsil is still a very good player. Titus Howard on the other side. It has developed actually into a good right tackle. Um, I think Shaq Mason's coming at guard as well. You know, so they do have players around him that maybe are going to lessen some of that anxiety that you may have that, that Stroud just seems to be fighting for his life a little bit in some of those preseason games. Yeah, and they're a team that have got no expectations on them as well. So what does Stroud actually have to do to have a good season? I guess if he could just go out, show he's competent, have a, you know, win a few games, which means that they're not drafting one or two, uh, which they won't be anyway, because they traded away that pick to the Cardinals. Um, but just, you know, if he can just show something, then he's going to have some grace to get another season there there in Houston, because no one's expecting them to, to light the world on fire. Yeah, I think just steady progress throughout the year, I think, exactly. is is a good year for Stride. If we can say, yeah, you know what, we're happy to hang our hat on this guy for a couple of years anyway, uh, I think that would be, be a good outcome for him. Yeah, he really, it was a good season for um, And that, that would be a, a, probably a good season for Stroud. The, uh, the curse of being really good is you get picked early. And them teams aren't very good, so especially a quarterback, it's yeah. uh, it's not too easy. Um, who else would we have? I know it's Will Levy's got a mayonnaise um, sort of uh, contract, didn't he? Life sponsor, a yeah, lifetime sponsorship for Hellman's. Oh man, yeah, he's in, a, he's in, a, he's he is in a battle with Malik Willis for the quarterback two spot there. Really. He's, he had an injury, which meant that. Well, the the, um, the Titans played their second preseason game with, with just Malik Willis. They didn't have another quarterback there ready to go because Ryan Tannehill was suffering with a little bit of a, a an injury, and um, Will Levis went out. That I'm still not sure we know quite fully how how bad that is. Um, the the other starter is going to be Anthony Richardson, who's already been named the starter. We're not expecting any other starters really to emerge from this group as of um, as of week one anyway. Um, for for Anthony Richardson, um, kind of what I what I thought Anthony Richardson would be is exactly what he has been so far in camp and in preseason. That you know what you're going to get with Anthony Richardson. There's some really exhilarating plays, and there's some that leave you scratching your head a bit and questioning him. Um, you're just going to have to bear with that, at least for the first season uh, in Indianapolis. You're just going to have to let him, especially because there's no one really for him to play behind. That you're just going to have to let him figure it out. Um, and once he does, I think he he will be fine. But you're just going to have to give him chance to not not call for his head as soon as he throws an interception, because there's probably going to be a few of them. But you're just going to have to hope that the the good outweighs the bad with Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I think it's really important for him to start as well because he's so inexperienced. I mean, he started 
13, 14 games at college mm-hmm. level. Yeah, you know, he's um he's got to play really. I think some sometimes you can have people who sit behind and learn, but he's you know, to to be to experience of some of the other guys, he would have to sit for a couple of years behind anyone, you know, to catch up and he just needs to get on that field and and, and play football. Um you're gonna to have to. He's gonna. He's gonna make all his mistakes in front of a live audience, and that's just the way it's gonna to have to be for him. Um, but it, he's not. He's not gonna get better. I don't think he's not played enough football sitting behind someone. He just needs to get out and get all his mistakes out of his system, and hopefully the the physical tools and a bit of time learning for him will will see things come good. Yeah, he's just got to be afforded that time, I guess. And the the NFL is notoriously impatient, but. The Colts fans are just going to have to show some patience with him and probably with the coaching staff as well, because it's really going to be a, a bedding in process there. I was thinking there that who else might start? The only one, only other quarterback who who might get a start, we don't know yet. It could be Clayton Tune at the at the Cardinals. It seems to be in a little bit of a battle with Colt McCoy, uh, with Kyler Murray being out. Um, but that's not very exciting, really. And we know what the Cardinals are going to be. They're going to be bad. Um, he yeah, He's really... Just going to see can he can he be a backup and that's really all you're going to get from him. The other one is um, at the Raiders, Aiden O'Connell. I mean, he's he's played yeah. all right in the preseason. Well, yeah, Jimmy G's going to get injured. Jim, at some Jimmy point. G, I was so... going to say Jimmy G as as I think only ever played a full season once in his career. Um, you know, he's always been injured. And do the Raiders have anyone else? Brian Hoyer? Are you going to throw Brian Hoyer in at this stage? He's really there as a as a clipboard kind of been the done it kind of guy I don't think he's going to see the much field so we might see within a few weeks if Jimmy G goes down he might be someone of the rookie class who, who sees the field because he's done pretty well in the preseason put yeah. up some good numbers and uh, and looked like a looked like a shot of having a backup job and yeah with Jimmy G's history we might see him sooner than you might think yeah outside of the starters this quarterback class seems so far to be what we thought it was which was you know you had the top four of Young, Shroud, Richardson and Levis, then we thought that there was going to be a, a significant chunk of good backup players. And it seems so far that what we've seen in preseason that they've all they've all shown they can probably do that. Jake Hayner at the Saints has been quite impressive. Looks like he might have beat out Jameis Winston for the quarterback two spot there. Dorian Thompson Robinson at the Browns has been mightily impressive. He could not have done any more. He's been the darling of preseason. Uh, he almost certainly will get that quarterback two spot, you would think. So if Deshaun Watson misses any any time at any point, then he's going to see the field. So I think there's a bunch of these players that that have the possibility with an injury to to kind of make some noise. But it's, they, they've, they've done all done really well so far, and there's going to be a number of decent backups come from this group. There we go, we've done receivers, O-line, quarterbacks... Touched on linebackers. I mean, anybody else? I guess on the defensive side, not too many defenders. We've caught your eye. Not really. I mean, we we the the cornerback group hasn't been kind of amazing. Um, Joey Porter got an interception, didn't he, the other night? Um, yeah. Who else? Emmanuel Forbes is, I think, which done really well from what I've seen from practice and what I've heard out of practice, but I've not seen. Uh, much out of there and Devon Witherspoon's probably the one we were waiting to see he's um, he's been injured um, just like all Seahawks first rounders <laughs> normally do uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba who they drafted later on yeah. is also injured he's had a wrist surgery or something hasn't he yeah, yeah on he his wrist. 
at all in his final college season because of injury. Um, and it just seems always seems to happen, doesn't it, with Seahawks first round picks? So, uh, Rashad Penny, um, Jamina Fedi a few years ago as well. It just, it just, you know, if Seattle drafts someone in the first round, they're just going to get injured in preseason. Uh, we'll wait and see how how long they take to come back. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a holdout on that one, I think. Lovely stuff. I guess uh, that was all nice and positive. Anybody who's who's really disappointed you, or is it a bit too early, like you say? Preseason, yeah. yeah. We'll not be too late. We know. I think there's. <laughs> It's like there's always these uh, these stories that emerge that so and so has been amazing in pre camp preseason yeah. camp and then someone oh they've really struggled and they've not lived up to billing but what are you expecting with a rookie at this stage I think it, it's it's good to be feel excited about people who you think you know you look forward to seeing but whether they're they're going to struggle or not I, I guess you've got to have a good bit of the season in before we can start writing off and saying that this so-and-so is a bust and whatnot but even even a couple of years you've got to give them a, i know why will still be hanging on to his trey lance even though <laughs> things are not great so um no well, they, they always say you've got to give it you know you've got to give him the rookie year to kind of figure things out and if you're relying on a bunch of a team full of rookies to win then then that just isn't that just isn't going to happen um so you just you have to give him chance to kind of understand things um and yeah, on Trey Lance, yeah, look, I, I, I probably did miss on that one, but I'll, I'll take my chances. And as I tweeted out before, I didn't spend three first round picks on it. So it's absolutely <laughs> fine. I can sit here in my spare room and fantasize about Trey Lance all I want. It's absolutely fine. It doesn't cost me anything. But what I would say on Trey Lance is probably the 49ers have to shoulder some blame there. Because the guys who took less than 200 snaps in the NFL only played four games and kind of been shooed out the door. I think, you know, drafting Trey Lance, you knew you were going to have to get, you're going to have to develop him, you're going to have to teach him, and Carl Shalan definitely hasn't done that. So I think they have to shoulder some of your responsibility too. I take none. Good. It's all right. Well, it's, it's only the one we remember. If we go through every draft and all the other we pick, <laughs> yeah. I'll be hiding my list. No, no, I hated him. <laughs> you know, he was rubbish. That'll be uh, the next episode uh, for everyone's misses. No, I'm kidding. I, I do want to give a bit of a uh, a bit of a shout out to former uh, draft talk guest Matt Willetsko, who uh, may well end up being the Cowboys swing tackle, which is a bit exciting, especially for me, the Cowboys fan. Um, but yeah, like I say, guys, um, I guess before we finish, we've been at this. Like I say, we're starting our fourth season. Anybody from the previous few draft classes who hasn't kicked on yet, you can sort of see having a big year. I know I did bring this up before we started and you kind of went quiet. Yeah, I didn't think about it, though. Give you another go. (laughs) I said, load up as many spreadsheets as I can. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be a total homer and pick a dolphin. Um, I think Jalen Phillips is going to have a monster year for um, Miami this year. Um, He's looked really quite good in his first two years. He's particularly second season, he settled in really well. I think with Vic Fangio's system, um, Jalen Phillips could be a guy that we're talking about as one of the better pass rushers in the league. So total homer, he was somebody I really liked in the draft process as well. So yeah, Jalen Phillips for me is someone I'm really looking forward to this season. Yeah, again, um, Traylon Burks is someone that I was expecting a big season from uh, the wide receiver out of Arkansas. He went to the Titans. He had a bit of a a, a rough first season, um, was expected to kind of go in 
to this season as the main guy, but has an injury. We're not quite sure how long he's going to be out for. So kind of that's someone that I was expecting big things from, but we're yet to see. And um, as with Thibodeau, as, as he's going to have his full first full season, um, the the past rusher at the Giants. So he could be a, a name, name to look out for. But who else is there? Absolutely. Well, um, well, there we have it. That's our, uh, I guess, rookie preview. We'll be back. Uh, don't worry, a much shorter break this time. Uh, we will be back soon previewing next year's draft class. It's already starting. How exciting. Uh, but in the meantime, you know where to get us. Uh, check us out on Twitter or oh, X, sorry, as it's now called. Um, the website, 99 Yards. Uh, we've got our uh, full preview for all the NFL teams because like I say we're what a couple of weeks off now to the season kicking off and like I say take it easy we'll see you soon thank you very much for listening <laughs>